All right, all right, all right. Let's see. Ah, uh, fuck. How's everybody doing? Text your mother. Tell her you love her. Because she fucking hates you. Um... What do I got going on? Uh, what did I want to talk about? Man, this is what I hate. I always have ideas of what I'm going to talk about, and then I get, like, uh, a writer's block. I sit here. I'm like, what did I want to talk about? And I get, I get in this philosophical space. I'm like, how far do I want to go? You know what's, uh, uh, I was listening to Joe Rogan, and... It's an older episode on his podcast. He was talking to a lady by the name Courtney DeWalter. Like the tools. Um, not DeWalt. Same thing. Who cares? Um, and uh, this chick is crazy as fuck. Uh, this was a 2017 episode. So sometime during that year. This chick participated in this crazy fucking wasn't cross country it was in uh it was in well i don't know i don't know if it was cross country or not i don't know why i said that like i know i don't know anything never assume that anything i say is 100% accurate but the shit participated in this race called the moab 240 i have some beef with this race cuz uh like just the name itself is a little misleading because the race is only 230 miles 38 miles long but it's called the moab 240 i was like what why not make it the extra two miles or call it the moab 238 doesn't make any sense it's two fucking miles it's it it's a factor of two digits just change it all right uh it's a 238 mile race and it goes through some kind of mountain range in, in Utah. And not only is it impressive for anybody to complete this race from beginning to end. But this female in particular completed the race in fifty just just under 58 hours. So it took her, you know, like two and a half days, three, close to three days. How much is that? No, 50, uh, I can't do math. It's like three and a half days, two and a half days, something. I don't know. Uh, not only is it impressive that she did it, but she came in first. And the guy in second was 20, I think it was 10 hours but 20 miles behind her 20 fucking miles she won she won a 238 mile race by 20 miles that's insane and this chick's literally just like asked her about her diet and this uh this made me feel good about myself uh, you know, she was like, oh yeah, I like, uh, you know, nachos and beer. And I was like, what? She's, she was like, yeah, I don't do anything special. 
just uh, I just get up and run. She just I don't to have the physical ability to get up and force gump two hundred and forty miles is absolutely insane. And just her experience on this run alone was she she slept for twenty one minutes total out of that fifty just shy of fifty eight hours. Twenty one fucking minutes, dude. She said one nap was twenty minutes and the other one was a one minute nap. It was sixty seconds. Who is this? There's a guy who drives super fucking creepy around this parking lot. I'm like nineteen percent sure I know who it is. He makes me lock my door. I get a little nervous. I see this guy he pulls up all creepy like. Never know. People are crazy. He might hop out in a kilt with some bagpipes. Start playing Blood of Bannockburn. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, in case you never, in case you always, uh, you know, I think in this case, whether you thought you were lazy or productive, you definitely think you're lazier now. Like, she trains and stuff, but uh, what was just mind-blowing is that what she consumes isn't what you would think. Like, her diet is just whatever the fuck she wants to eat whenever. And I I don't remember her her training, what she does. I don't, I don't remember all that, but... Uh, yeah, I thought it was insane, and she was so humble about it. Like, Rogan was sitting there freaking, like, he wasn't freaking out, but he was kind of, like, fangirling that someone, someone who'd do something so insane, like, run 240 miles on 20 minutes of sleep, with 20 minutes of sleep, it, you know, during the race, and he's sitting there, and he's fangirling. He's like, how the hell did you do this by such a huge margin? Like, you you dominated everybody, and she was like, well, there was a lot of good competitors, and, uh, you know, everybody had a had a great time, and, you know, there was, uh, there's a lot of my friends that were in this. Like, she refused to say, yeah, I kicked everyone's ass. I don't know what was so aggravating about that. She couldn't sit there, like, I come from a competitive household. So, any small achievement, any small victory... Counts for miles. <laughs> I was trying to think of an example, but there's nothing. Uh, there's nothing off the top of my head. But uh, you know, like you get the last splash of milk. Now your brother got to eat dry cereal. Fuck him. Well, you know, don't fuck him, but you know, fuck that guy. So. You know, it's things like that. You're always like, uh, and it's all, you know, sometimes we get a little carried away, but it's it's always in good fun. And in this case, this this chick just would not admit that what she did was fucking amazing. And it's it's kind of inspiring just to see somebody who she wasn't even she wasn't even concerned with coming in first. She just wanted to do it. She was talking about this other race she did where she went 
blind during the race. I guess she had like some some kind of reaction to her contact lenses, and I guess she had some kind of reaction where it it messed with her vision, and she said she like everything kind of turned white. She couldn't really see, but she finished the race anyway. She couldn't even see. She said she had trouble looking down and seeing her own feet. And she finished the race anyway. Oh, my God. It's such a good motivator, though, to know that there's people there's people who are so humble that will compete just because they want to do it. And that's the, that's the exciting part about... about uh, me finally doing this damn podcast is like, I've been talking it up. I've been talking it up for a while and I'll drop it, you know, and I never actually sat down and recorded one. But when I, you know, when I did, I was, as God awful as it was, it, I enjoyed it. Nobody fucking listened to it and nobody's going to listen to it. But it's the fact that I actually sat down and did it. Like it's that small victory for me and it made me feel really good. And I keep doing them because I like doing them, and that's that was the that was the goal to, you know, for me. And to hear to hear somebody who's crushing her competition, <laughs> like Rogan made a joke. She literally could have like, she literally could have got a ride back to the hotel, slept, got up, ate a nice breakfast. Got back to the track before a motherfucker even finished. She could have got a full eight hours rest. She could have, but she didn't. I think she said she just waited. I don't know what she did. She, I don't know what the fuck she did. But she, she had that much time, you know. And she didn't even care that she won. Like she said, she didn't get anything for it. Like there was no reward. It was just a, it was just a thing, which is kind of bullshit. But um, but you know these aren't very, these aren't like national nationwide events you know so like nationwide on your side if it ain't there you don't get that check so you know that's the kind of downer thing about it but that's even that's what makes it a little more insane is that she's she's doing this for not a lot of money and the biggest reason is that she just wants to see if she can do it You know, sometimes, like, uh, man, I think about, like, some of these holes that I dug myself into. Like, I just sit and I just judge myself so harshly. There were times where, uh, where I put my down, I put myself down so much, I, what year was it? It was 2018, 19, uh, where I kind of got into this, I look back and I think it's incredibly lazy. Like I just, something I'm ashamed. I'm really like, I'm very ashamed of it. It's so, it's so, ugh. like it's just a kind of like one of those things where you look at a at a picture of yourself and you're just like, why did I dress like that? And I look back and I'm like, why the hell? Why did I ever do that? Um. I got to this point where I just uh, kicked myself so much about about what I was doing for livelihood that uh, I quit my job, and 
I don't know what kind of bullshit I was into. I think I was trying to trying to start my own Shopify store, like <laughs> it was even worse because I went around like promoting it to people and acting like I was doing something big and I was just trying to feel better about myself or hating myself and you know, I dug myself into this hole and I basically um I ended up not working for a year because uh and in hindsight, I was lazy, but at the time, I just felt so, um, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? I, uh, I just didn't feel, I just, I didn't feel like I was good enough for anything. And I always felt like that there was a lot of people who would always tell me I, I was meant for something so much bigger. And I carried a lot of that with me. Like I would it kind of kind of bothered me how much i would hear that everybody i feel like i've heard that from at least i can't even i can't even count how many people but i know i know there's a lot of people who told me that i would do something big and that's that's for me that was a lot of pressure to put on me cuz i heard that stuff god i probably before i was 10 years old and you know, it's a lot of pressure when you tell somebody that they can be anything because it's weird because you actually can. But just the thought of that, that there's so much to choose from, like, what do you do? And there's a lot of judgment about what you do and like how old you are when you're doing it. You know, so uh, I kind of, I guess I kind of shame myself. I was, uh, I was like, man, you know, maybe if I did go to college, I could have been doing something cool. Um, you know, I was, uh, I was just going through all that. I was just thinking about everything that I, that I could have been doing. And I was putting myself down. I put myself way down. I was a, I was in a, I was in a bad, I was in a bad place. And that was, uh, oh, that was actually three years ago now. Damn. 2022 hey we're in the new year now so that's pretty dope um you know i don't i don't like the whole new year's resolution thing because nobody fucking sticks to them it's the worst tradition that anybody's ever come up with it's the only thing nobody ever keeps up everyone's like yeah new year new year new me fucking first first week you'll be out of the gym dunkin donuts is waiting for you they're calling you you still got the card you got the you got the buy ten donuts get 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 eleventh free. You still got that card on you. You ain't gonna go back. Why don't you throw it away? Get rid of that punch card. Nah, you can't. It's Duncan. Duncan's there for you. America runs on Duncan. Duncan Donuts, please sponsor me. But I was uh I was beating myself up pretty bad about it to where I was uh I was out of work for a year. And, uh, you know, I tried to, I tried to make myself, I guess, I don't know. Cause at the time I just, uh, I just felt really bad about myself. I felt sorry for myself and it's, uh, it's embarrassing to look back on, uh, to be honest. And like, uh, you know, some people, I'm very sensitive about that topic and I know like, uh, some people like to make jokes about it and I like, it's it's this thing where I'm trying to trying to get better at laughing at myself. So, 
you know, three years ago, that was, uh, that was a long time ago and shit changes, you know? So, um, I think after listening to, you know, I've grown, I've grown a lot since then, you know, I've, I've gained a lot of, uh, perspective since then. So, you know, at the time I was defending myself, like, oh no, I'm doing this thing, you know, you watch, it's going to blow up. My store is going to be the biggest. Those fucking sunglasses, bro. Oh my fucking God. I was trying to sell sunglasses online and that shit came from China. You know, it's a Shopify store. Some of that shit comes from overseas. You know how long it took to get a pair of sunglasses? It took like four weeks. That's if it would get through the checkpoint just to get, just to get it on a fucking boat over here. Jesus Christ. Cause all that shit comes out of China. So they got to like triple. I don't know what the fuck the system is, but it takes like three to four weeks to get shit from overseas. Cause that stuff came from like wish or something. It was basically just an affiliate through Wish. You know, not to bag on the people that actually do it. Like, people do find success in it, however however you can. I just, uh, I put my down, I put myself down so much, I wasn't putting in the effort to it. I just, uh, I was kind of in that ignorant stage where I was like, uh, you know, hey, you know, I'm, I'm working for myself now, even though I was making zero ninety nine. You know, so, um, and then after, you know, that happened for like a year and I gained some perspective. I finally got back into working as rocky as that was, you know, actually, uh, kind of a little suspicious about this one, this place I worked at, I was there for like, I was literally there for like a month. This place scared, this place scares me. Got a, I feel like if I would have went higher up, I would have ended up in and uh, some kind of American-made type of scenario with Tom Cruise drug running. I feel like that's where it was going. So this was a uh, this was supposed to be a I don't know. See, I'm not a I'm not I'm not fairly intelligent, and I I don't have enough I don't have experience with that many jobs. But this was a quote-unquote sales job, and. I don't even remember how I found this place. I think it was it was on Indeed or something. But uh, I went, you know, I had an interview and I went. I tried to do, you know, because I thought it was going to be some entrepreneur. So I was like, yeah, let me try getting into sales. That'll teach me something. Fucking none. Because, you know, so I get there. And it's a small little office. You know, it's got a downstairs and an upstairs. The the downstairs, I'm not gonna I don't know if I should say the name of this business, but it was called something like Sun Devils Damn. Sun Devils Undercover or something. I don't know. It was something to do with like Sun Devils could have been I mean could have been a front because I walk into this place. First of all, the ad for this place wasn't even Sun Devils marketing or whatever the whatever they called themselves. I'm going to call themselves, we're going to call them uh, uh, Sun Devil Marketing. I don't remember the name of this place, but it was some, something to do with Sun Devil. But uh, the the name for this place that I, I can't remember because this, this was already like two and a half years ago. Uh, the name for this place that was on Indeed and on the email was totally fucking different. It was totally, it was an entirely different name. Like you couldn't even... Couldn't even have like on oh, the paperwork the LLC is this, but like we just we just do business as blank, you know. It wasn't even a scenario like that. 
because we were we were not affiliated in any way with this Sun Devils marketing thing. And this office had two floors. So we start on the bottom and then we make our way to the top. We go to the second. Well, yeah, we go to the second floor. I think this guy, my interview goes well. I remember that. Uh, whatever bullshit I fed this guy, you know, um, he he took a real strong liking to me and he hired me immediately, even though there's supposed to be like some kind of two week get your get your bearings. So we go through uh you know, we go through the interview, he hires me and I'm pretty much start like the couple days later. Uh and I'm going through this so it's my first day and already I'm a little <laughs> I'm a baby when it comes to how I dress. I don't like dress codes. Uh I don't like when people tell me I have to dress, you know, not that I dress weird or anything or dress super eccentric or you know, express myself with how I dress, but I like wearing jeans, sneakers, and a fucking t-shirt. But this guy tells me I need to dress business casual, whatever the fuck that means. And I was like, oh God, what's, what does that even mean? So I had to, I know I had to buy clothes for it, but you know, so I'm dressed like a, like a half-assed, I don't even know, learner and row is the way to go. Those fucking guys. I look like, uh, I look like Lerner's little brother, you know. Got a forehead like him. Um, but so we're in the. It's my first day. We go into this uh, this conference room, and there's like, there's like a. It's so weird because it's literally like one guy, who's in his thirties. Surrounded, and they're at a round table. They're at the at a conference table, right? Like a, like a, like an oval off, like an oval table, you know, like it, it looks, you know, it's legit. It's cool. And this 30 some year old guy is surrounded by a bunch of 19, 20 some year olds. And I was like, what is this? I was like, this is a sales team. I got one adult here. And I was a kid. I was a kid myself. I was, I was 19. And I was looking around the room like, what the hell is this? this? This looks like the Dairy Queen by my house that's run by a bunch of high schoolers. When he asks for a manager, it's it's just Jesse's old brother, you know? And it was kind of, it was a little weird. I was like, all right, I guess, you know, I guess you got to start somewhere. So, like, it's, it's a bunch of kids. And, uh, you know, they take our information and all this stuff, but they don't do, they don't do the forms that you that you would do for, for tax, for tax purposes. They don't do that. And I was like, red flag. But did I care? Nope. I wanted to, you know, I was talking myself into doing some entrepreneur fucking side quest or whatever. I don't know. I was exploring myself like a, like a college sorority sister explores her sexuality. You know, that's a, that's a pressing, pressing matter. Not that I want to do it. Hold on. Hold on. Not that I would. But women can explore their sexuality and come out as not gay. Right? So, like, you know, like, you're talking to your chick and, you know, you had a a little bit to drink and you want to get to know some deets. You're like, hey, you're fooling around with your best friend, you know? She tells you some wild story and you're like, damn, 
you know, gets you a little pumped up. Uh, flip that scenario. You're chilling on the couch. Your lady walks up to you. She's, you know, a couple bottles of wine deep, however much she can drink. I don't know. Um, and she's like, hey, sweetie, why don't you tell me about a time you experimented with one of your friends? You know, not that she would want to know, because I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know what the double standard is, but it's hot if a chick, you know, you know, but for like a, a dude to explore his sexuality in the eyes of every single one of his male friends, he is hereby forever known as gay. Because <laughs> that's just not, you know, it's kind of weird because it's like, uh, I guess guys are more like, uh, you shouldn't have to question it. Shouldn't, uh, shouldn't be a question. So if a girl ever sits you down and she's like, uh, you know, not to say all girls wouldn't be into that, but like if you, you were telling your girl, you know, like, hey, so there was this one time, you know, my buddy, you know, my buddy fucking Rick. Yeah, let me tell you about a time we were in college together. Man, we took out a keg by ourselves, 805. Man, we got a little crazy, you know. We started mixing up the, started mixing up the, the, damn it. Forgot what it's called. The fucking thing, the, ch- the, the fuck, the chingasso you used to, to fucking chug it. You know, it's a funnel and it's got a, ho- a hose on it, on the end of it. The fucking, I don't know what that's called. I don't fucking party. Don't laugh at me. I'm not a virgin, I swear. Um, but yeah, it's fucking weird. Um, anyway, back to back to the main point of all this. Uh, we don't do any kind of uh, tax paperwork. And I was like, okay. And I've never done any kind of research on this uh, business. Uh, you know. So, I just carry on, you know, like, (laughs) looking back, it's, uh, it's pretty sketchy, and I don't know if any of the, I don't even talk to anybody that, that I, I I didn't really make friends, I wasn't there long, I'm not the kind of guy that makes friends too quickly, so, so, uh, you know, I don't, I don't talk to anybody that's from there, I didn't really get to know anybody, I was there for like three or four weeks, and, uh, so basically what what we were supposed to do is that and don't ask me what what the name of this company is called because to this day i like downstairs was sun devil's auto insurance or whatever the hell it was and upstairs it was some it was something i don't even know what it was called i don't know what to call this what we called but you've probably seen them before uh these people set up like a like a little booth outside of the outside of the Safeway or the dispensary. You know, and uh it's either we were uh the fuck was it called? Child child help? Some kind of some kind of thing with like kids in foster care. And basically what we did <laughs> was we we set up a booth, you know, we were we show up every day and like they had uh they had these pitches, these sale sales pitches that we were supposed to learn so we show up at like eight or something and every day for like an hour uh the guy leading the leading the ring 
would say some kind of anecdote. You know, it's it was kind of weird because uh, every day it was like another part of his origin story. And I was like, how long have these people been here that they don't know this guy? That he's he's got another story to say about himself that they've never heard. And it was it wasn't anything crazy, you know. He just talk about some life lesson from his mom or something. Like, how many of those do you got written down? I got zero written down. And how many am I gonna tell you? Maybe like three. But this guy had a different one every day. And I was there, I was there for 30 days. Nobody has that many life lessons from their mom. And this dude was a totally normal guy. He went to he, you know, from you can kind of tell by the way somebody tells a story if they're like leaving something out. This guy's story was fluent. No gaps. He practiced it every day before he even showed up. I don't know why I'm so mesmerized by that and I'm just so caught in disbelief. It's all part of the character. It has to be. Anyway, uh, we'd go over, we'd practice our sales pitches or whatever and it was basically like some some song and dance that we sang to everybody that walked by this table which had, now here's the thing, we'd set up the table and we'd set up a bunch of stuff on it. We'd set up backpacks. It was backpacks. And what we, so the story was that, I don't remember how the pitch went, but the story is that this organization helps, helps kids who are like uh, going through the foster system, supposedly. Um, yeah, and this is a real, this is a real like nonprofit that I knew because I looked into that and we had, uh, we talked about them, but we were unaffiliated with them. And the thing was, is that we'd, uh, you know, this is what, see, I don't know all the details because I never got too deep into it. So this could be totally fine, but to me, it's totally suspicious. But we'd set up this table, throw a bunch of backpacks on there, colorful, whatever. Everybody that would walk by, we'd have to grab their attention. And it's so annoying because nobody wants to be stopped in the middle. It's like the guys at the mall that, that try to clean your shoes, you know? I mean, they don't take money from you, but you don't want to. You don't want to stand there for eight minutes while they clean your left shoe and then leave the other one looking like it ran through a pile of Triceratops shit, you know. So, this. Uh, so we grab everybody's attention, and we we pitch them this thing, you know, how like kids that are going through foster care, you know, right now they don't have have homes so they go through this facility they don't have suitcases or luggage you know they use trash bags and you know uh we want to get them you know these backpacks or whatever you know so just buy a backpack send it over to some fucking kid you have no idea who this kid is it's not like the it's not like the the dog commercials you know in the arms of you know you don't get a little picture of uh of little santiago you know six years old his parents got deported you know you don't see you don't get a little picture of him you know saying oh you just bought this man a suitcase you know a fucking backpack and you know feel good about yourself whatever like there was no there was no 
Like visually, I never saw any of these things go into these people, which is why it always freaked me out. And I never knew how it worked. And I'm so mad that I never asked because I feel like I feel like if I stuck it out, I could have like till I got the FBI involved. I could have found some dark shit out, you know, like like the guy's part of, you know, makes a lot of trips to Miami. You know, one day I follow him there and takes the train. Follow him on the train. I'm dressed. I got blackface on. He doesn't know it's me. We get we get to a beach. He hops on a boat. Goes to Epstein's Island. Fucking knew it. I'm snapping pictures. He doesn't know. I'm back. I'm back to Arizona before the morning. Sun's not even up yet. Agent Smith meets me out the door. He asks me if I got what I what he needs, and I do. We shut it down. Then I'm out of a job. What next? But anyway, um, so the thing was, is that I, is that we did get people to buy these backpacks and like we had a, we had this bogus fucking trash can that we'd have like a, like, I don't know what the standard trash bag is like a, like a fucking 20 gallon trash bag or whatever, trash bucket, trash bin, whatever. It was a big ass bucket that we throw these fucking um, that we throw these backpack it, backpacks in to make these people feel like that's where they're actually going. But these backpacks were all displaced, so those from what we were told, those backpacks were just displaced, and it was like twenty bucks a bag or something. Here's where it gets weird, since we're not affiliated with the child help, you know, or I'm pretty sure it was child help, but. Child Help is a good organization. I did look into them because uh, I was very curious to see, you know. And they are, uh, uh, you know, as fucked up as the foster care system is, they're, uh, they're a good organization. So, these, uh, we were unaffiliated with them. And because we had to somehow make money, every time we sold a backpack, you know, we'd, we'd sell them for 20 bucks or some shit. And I think... I think off of each backpack, if you made the sale, I think you made like six bucks or something. And in a whole day, they expected you to be out there to sell, you know, each person that was sometimes you go by yourself or in a group of up to three or something, something crazy, you know, usually went in pairs. But um, I think it was supposed to be like 20 per person, 20 bags per person, which is kind of a ridiculous goal because you can't. You know, you can't, um, you know, it's sales, so they have to have some kind of quota, but you, you have no control uh, over traffic. So like, if you get a shitty spot and you don't meet your goal, you know, they, they kind of shun you for it. Um, and this is the thing is that each backpack was like six bucks or whatever. You sell 20, you made a hundred bucks, 120 bucks for that day. Cash, no strings attached. You get it the next day. And that was that. And I didn't. And I was I was concerned. You know, my mom, even my mom would ask me questions. Well, like, you get paid by the hour. And I was like, no, it's all commission, you know. And she was even saying, like, what about taxes? What about, what about benefits? They didn't even have benefits because you don't even fill out a damn W-2 or whatever. You don't even fill one of those out. So, to, to me, this money is all under the table. And, uh. You know, that was a, that was a big factor too. Cause like I'm fucking 19. I was, 
was I 20? End of 20. I was 20. So I was 20 when I was working, uh, when I was working at this place. And, uh, you know, I do stupid shit on the weekend, so I need health insurance. Uh, that was my, <laughs> it's funny cause that was my primary reason for leaving, but I never thought any of this shit was suspect until like after I was, I was done there because I never saw any movement of any of these, like, where were we getting these bags? Like, where were we buying them from? That we were just sending them to some random kids. Like, who was doing all this? Because as far as I know, it was just a sales team upstairs. Some undocumented sales team that was going around and taking money from random strangers. I don't know if these backpacks were actually going to uh, to some kid who actually needed it. I'm kind of mad now that I didn't, uh, I didn't like, fact check any of this. Uh... But that's, uh, and here's the thing to me is that, uh, there was a whole, there was supposed to be like a chain, there was a chain of command is like, whatever this company was, whatever this business was called, it started with some guy I think's in Utah or was at the time. And he's the one who started this. And I was like, started what? I don't even know. I don't even know the name of it. Like if somebody asked me my occupation, I'd be like sales. And they'd say with who? And I'd say, I don't even know. I didn't know the, the name of this place. So that's not something to freak out about, but there's so many, there's, uh, I remember them talking about the chain of command and it was like, you start off as some rook and this was the, this part, now that I'm thinking about it, this part was, was pretty sketch too. Your, if you were to get promoted, you had to make, I think 700 you had to make you had to make over 700 dollars uh two weeks in a row so do the math on that how many backpacks you had to sell if you're making six piece um so you know he had to sell you know at least 12 fucking day or no that's totally fun he had to sell like 120 of them you know 118 or some some bullshit i don't fucking know he had to sell a lot and the thing about it is that um, even though we weren't like, even though there was technically nothing legally binding us to, to, there was nothing legally affiliating us with this. Like they took my, uh, like if my uh, identity ever goes stolen, I know for a fact these people have my information or had it at one point. But these, uh, you know, like, as far as I'm concerned, all of this shit is just off the books. Like, this this stuff is just so, it's, I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember it because I haven't really thought about it at all. But, so the, so you had to make at least $700. And the way it worked is that they had us on this schedule that we were, we were to work Sunday through Friday. So we, uh, so we only had Saturdays off. Or, or was it Sunday? It was either Sundays Sundays or Saturdays. We only had that day off. So we were working six days a week. And, uh, you know, sometimes for some people, like, it was optional to do the seventh day. And the what's, you know, what's strange about that, because a lot of the, a lot of the areas we, we went to, it was, uh, it was kind of a challenge to meet your goal. And I'm not, like, an extrovert by any means, so literally, like, my first five stands, 
I can get shit. So, I'm not disappointed about that because I'm probably, I should probably be glad that I got out of all that mess. Because who knows what it is. I'm, I'm curious if I look these people up on Facebook, see if I can find them. Because I had their phone numbers and like, I remember a while ago that uh, one of them popped up on Facebook or something. And this dude, like, he, uh, he supposedly hit the 700 back to back. And he got promoted to assistant manager. And I was like, assistant manager, what? Now, I didn't even know his responsibilities. And the guy that had been leading our team the whole time, we'll call him Vinny. Uh, I had, I had no idea what this guy did. In between, in between him him leading his morning tech talk, TED talk, to seeing him the next day. Because we would go out to wherever we were stationed, and we'd go home from there. We didn't go back to the office. So I'd literally see this guy once a day. I don't know what the hell he did. I did not know his role in this company. But supposedly, he he was above us. And there were two gentlemen above him. But where the... I don't know where the, all these people were. It was just such a weird... It was a weird scenario. Like, nothing felt right about it. And I think that's what pushed, what, uh, pushed me off about it. Or what's... What kind of got me off about it? Got me off. Not the right term. Uh, what kind of made me standoffish is uh, that I was, I had so many questions and like, I was, I was a little afraid to ask, like, what if I go too deep? Like, what if it, you know? So, uh, could have ended up on, on some crazy ass plane and woke up in Cuba or something, you know, Fidel's son is raising him back from the grave. He needs my kidney. You know, it's, I don't know where it could have went, but I'm glad I got out of there, you know, and it was, here's the thing too. Oh, that's, that's part two. So supposedly each of us made, I'm starting to think that it wasn't $6. Cause that sounds a little much. That sounds like a, sounds like a little much, but I'm gonna stick to it. Cause keep the story consistent. We were making $6 a backpack. Now, supposedly the guy, uh, you know, who was one of us. He did the 700 back-to-back, and he got promoted to assistant manager, right? So supposedly, his role changed to where he was only in the field for, like, a couple hours. And then the rest of the day, the day, I guess he could do fuck all. Like, you would hear him just, he was going out to dinner with Vinny, you know? He would, he would go home and kick it. Because what was crazy is that they gave him his own little team. So out of this out of this group, we already have like probably 15, 15 salespeople. I'm one of them, and this guy gets promoted, and all of a sudden he's got a he's got a little group. You know, he I guess he was already like a team leader or some shit. So he already managed a group, but now he's promoted, but he still manages that group. The only thing is that now he gets an additional cut for their sales. He gets like three dollars per their sales. So now there's $9 being taken out of this $20 backpack just to pay for us. Where are we getting these backpacks? That, and they're not like they're not like shitty Jansport backpacks, you know? Like, I'm pretty sure one of them, like, some of them we were showing off were, like, Under Armour. So these aren't cheap backpacks. And it didn't make sense how we were only charging 20 bucks. We were taking a cut of what I can assume was always 9 off of each backpack. You're telling me it was $11? $11 is what we spend? Like... Because it doesn't even, that doesn't even count for 
for us physically buying the backpacks that are actually going to this facility for these kids. I just don't see it. Like the numbers just aren't there. So basically I got out of there, you know, I'm surprised I didn't see that shit on the news pop up like a, like some kind of, some kind of TV sitcom. Like you get out of there and the next day they're swatting the building, you know, two people get shot cause they, uh, they had some cocaine in their ass, you know, something crazy. There had to have been some, some wild shit. And I'm, I'm a little upset that I didn't get deeper into it. <laughs> well, not upset because if, uh, and like I said, this could be totally fine. I just didn't know anything about what I was doing. So like for 30 days, I was just, I was pretty much just, uh, just on autopilot. Like I wasn't thinking I didn't fucking care, but, uh, yeah, I left that place and then, uh, I'm working out where I work now. So that's cool. And, uh, yeah, I got to take a little break, but I might, uh, I might add a little section to this. So one thing I forgot to, forgot to mention before, right before I started working for Mafia Don Vinny, um, you know, I was talking about being a lazy piece of shit. Um, you know, I kind of, uh, I did something that was, that was pretty fucked up. You know, my mom and uh, one of our friends set me up uh, working at, working where she was working. And uh, uh, she got, she got me a job pretty quickly. And uh, uh, I don't know, I don't know what, what possessed me to be so. So unappreciative of, of them. Just trying to get me to to be a fucking adult. I don't know where my where my attitude was that, but was that? But um, I was actually working with. Uh, uh, she set me up at her store uh, where she was working, and uh, you know I was there for I was there for Jesus. I don't even know less than a month, and then. Uh, you know, I did the I did the interview and stuff with the uh, with the mafia ring and and uh, you know they hired me the next day, so I didn't I didn't even put in the two weeks. I just stopped showing up and I didn't tell our friend about it, and it was super fucked up. And I mean, I apologize, but I feel like it was very half-assed. And it's not something I think she's. I mean, like we still. We're still friends with uh with her and all that you know her and her family and all that um uh I'm pretty sure she got over it by now she probably forgot about it I don't know but um that's one of the things man you look back and you just uh you look back at what you some mistakes you've made you know I'm like uh very disappointed in the fact that I did something like that especially to a friend. You know, I kind of, I made her look bad in front of her colleagues and, you know, an apology doesn't really make up for that, but, um, but, you know, I still, I still feel really bad about that. And, uh, I guess all I can really do is, uh, learn to forgive myself for that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if she, uh, if like that left a, you know, 
left a little bit of dirt on my souls, but, um, for her, you know, uh, hopefully it didn't, but, uh, yeah, you know, we, we spend a lot of our, a lot of our youth, uh, thinking we're a lot smarter than everybody who's got, who's got so much more, more life in them. You know, they've seen a lot more stuff and, uh, yeah, anyway, you know, I, um, you know, I'm not too proud of that either by any means. Um, so I just wanted to throw that in there real quick. Uh, you know what? I might actually end this one here. Uh, I think I'm gonna save a, save this story for another time. So, uh, yeah, I got nothing left for this episode. So, uh, you know, be safe. Don't get caught in uh, any kind of drug rings. Always know what you're doing every day. Because uh, if you don't know what you're doing, you don't know what you're doing. So keep that in mind. Peace.